I am so looking forward to releasing all of this information that this guest has to offer into your earbuds. Today, I have a very, very special guest on the podcast. I, I honestly, every once in a while, I will find people that out there on the interwebs and they are sharing similar things that are just so meaningful to me. And funny story is I totally fell in love with our guest, Chris, because of her love of smoothies. And if you've hung around my show, my Instagram, just my community online long enough, you know, I'm obsessed with my morning smoothie, but come to find out there was some real meat behind what it is that she had to share. She's the host of an incredible podcast. She has an amazing resource. All of it is tucked away inside of today's episode, but most importantly, I'm really looking forward to you learning a lot about how to simplify and really demystify what it takes to be able to feed your family and yourself nutrient-dense food so that you can be more productive in all areas of your life. Want to do your very best work in home, in motherhood, in business, and in marriage? It's time to start prioritizing what you're putting on the table. Grab a pen and paper because you are going to want to take all the notes. Chris really lays it out there. She doesn't hold back. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships banging organization and time management strategies, and a rock-solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Hi, Chris. We're so happy to have you on the podcast. Welcome to our community. Oh my gosh. I am so excited to be on. This is one of my favorite podcasts. I didn't tell you that before. Like I listen to your podcast every single week. So it is a huge honor to be a guest. Yeah. Well, we are honored to have you. You guys are just in for such a treat because um, Chris has been like lighting up my Instagram stories with probably the same thing that you see in my Instagram stories, which is my smoothie all the time, which we're going to talk about here in a minute, but truly like there's just something really, really special about the work that you do. And it's so near and dear to my heart. And that's why we're having you on the show because I want other people to see how simple and how much better your life is when you start prioritizing what you not only feed yourself, but also what you feed your family. And something that I'm super passionate about is really doing your very best work in every area of your life. And food is the cornerstone of that in my life. It's how I maintain my own mental, emotional, and physical health. It's how I also do that for my family. It's how I care for my extended family and my neighbors like food. And that's been a long time thing, right? But before I go off on a soapbox and talk about how the actual micronutrients of our food has changed so much over the years, 
I just want to say that, you know, there's, there's just something meaningful about trying to focus on the food that you make and the food that you bring into your life, it being something that does hold nutritional value. And I think that's something that you talk about a lot. So we're just going to start right now with some of your non-negotiables, and then we're going to talk about the smoothie thing, but what are some of the non-negotiable things that you bring into your house on a weekly basis? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this question. And I don't think I've ever, I've ever been asked this question before, but for us, we prioritize real whole foods. I don't like putting labels on anything um, because everyone's different, right? We all have different needs. Even within our families, we all have different needs. My husband eats a little bit different than I do. Um, You know, we all eat the same family meals, but there are some main things that we always prioritize. And first and foremost, this isn't going to be a surprise to anyone who follows me or anyone who doesn't follow me, but knows that I I'm a culinary nutritionist, but we prioritize vegetables first and foremost, because most of us in the U.S. just don't get enough vegetables. Um, and, you know, it's I think it's one of those things where we're like, oh, yeah, we get vegetables. We have like a serving of vegetables on our plate at dinner every night. But there are so many opportunities to bring in vegetables, which are really high in those micronutrients. They're really high in fiber. Um, I actually had a guest on that I recorded yesterday on my podcast talking about the microbiome and gut health um, and how many children are now experiencing issues with digestive problems. And a large part of that, of that is because they're not eating enough plants. They're not eating enough vegetables. They're not getting enough fiber. And then of course there's the micronutrient side of it as well. Um, so first and foremost, our non-negotiable is that we squeeze in vegetables wherever we can. Um, and so we like to bring in those vegetables to our everyday meals. So we'll make things like egg cups for breakfast. Um, and I make them in little muffin cups and then there's vegetables in there and they don't, my kids don't eat vegetables every single morning. Um, but you've seen my smoothie. I put vegetables in my smoothie. I'll put cauliflower rice. I'll put spinach in my smoothie. Um, we have the kids love salads. It's which I know is not true for a lot of kids, but it's all about the dressing and it's all about chopping the vegetables small. So they don't feel like they're putting like huge, you know, I don't know, huge mouthfuls of raw vegetables in their mouth. And it's really just about incorporating them into our almost every single meal as much as we can. Um, so that's kind of the first thing is we just prioritize a ton of vegetables. Um, and we try to stick to the dirty dozen when it comes to organic versus non-organic. I know that, um, a lot of the women I work with are on a budget. We're on a budget too. Um, but we like to prioritize getting organic when we can and where it matters too. Um, so some of the vegetables that are highest in pesticides, we want to avoid um, getting the non-organic versions. And there are ways to get them less expensively too, shopping sales, things like that. So things like green vegetables, tomatoes, berries, apples, those type of um, foods we tend to get organic. And then the, uh, the clean 15, which is oftentimes vegetables that um, you don't eat the peel of. So things like bananas and avocados, we just don't really worry about. Um, so we try to balance it that way a little bit. Um, so vegetables are number one. Um, I think the other thing that we really, we find really important to source, um, is good quality meat. Um, I know that not everyone eats meat and I totally respect those out there who want to do a more plant-based diet. Um, but for us, we, we feel pretty good when we eat some high quality meat, but we want it to be high quality. So I've struggled with hormonal imbalance for, well, pretty much my entire life since puberty. So I've struggled with hormone imbalance for a long time. And a lot of conventional meat can contain, um, toxins that can disrupt your endocrine system. And so I don't really want that for myself. I don't really want that for my kids. And so one of the ways, especially fatty meats, because that's where the animal stores those toxins, um, 
And I don't like to put any sort of like fear or rules around food or anything like that. But it's just one of those small things that we can do to just help our families to eat food that's a little bit more nutrient dense. Foods like grass fed beef has been shown to be higher in micronutrients, um, higher in omega-3 fatty acids. Yes, beef does have some omega-3 fatty acids. And so some good quality meat is something that we find really important to incorporate. Um, and we mix it up with like the different types of um, meat that we but that we eat as well. And we also eat a lot of plant-based proteins as well. A lot of beans and legumes. We like to cook those uh, in the instant pot, which helps them to be easier to digest because the instant pot is a pressure cooker. A lot of people have a hard time digesting plant-based proteins, um, but using the pressure cooker is really helpful for that. Um, another thing that we love to prioritize um, is getting lots of healthy fats. So lots of high quality. Um, if you're going to use oils, avocado oil, that's great at high heat olive oil. I love ghee. Ghee is clarified butter. So it's better at a high heat. It's also higher in nutrients, um, in vitamin K, which a lot of us don't get anymore. Um, vitamin K and vitamin A, we used to get a lot of those in our soil and we don't, um, similar to other mineral, um, not, they're not, they're vitamins, not minerals, but similar to minerals like magnesium and zinc. We don't get as much of that because our soil is depleted. Um, so we can get those things in things like grass fed butter or ghee. And so I think for a long time, you know, I grew up in the late eighties, nineties, and there was this huge kind of low fat craze. And so many people were getting nutrient deficiencies, um, and struggling with things like vitamin D deficiency. And some of that is the fact that, you know, we're oftentimes not outside enough and we're not getting enough sun, but oftentimes it's also because we're, we're just not eating enough fat to absorb those fat soluble nutrients. So that's something that's really important to us as well. Um, and then really just getting a good variety of spices and herbs into our food. Um, so spices are superfoods and they also add a ton of flavor and as a chef, I like my food to be nutritious, but really delicious. I don't believe that you should eat food that doesn't taste good. I just don't. I think your food should taste delicious. Um, and so just incorporating a lot of really good flavors into our foods and spices being one of them. You know, we, many of us know that, you know, turmeric is anti-inflammatory, but, you know, including that into our food a few times a week really does really can make a difference in our overall health and our kids' health, including things like ginger and garlic can help our immune system. So we just like to bring in spices and herbs and aromatics just to kind of boost our immune system and improve our health just kind of through food. So I think those are our big things, you know, veggies, good quality meat or plant-based proteins, some really good healthy fats. I think I forgot um, avocado and nuts and seeds in the healthy fats category. We can't forget about those. Um, and uh, and lots of lots of high quality spices and herbs and aromatics. I think uh, I think that kind of those are our, our non-negotiables. I know that was a long list. <laughs> no, I mean, somebody could literally take like a book of notes on everything that you just said. That was like... It was literally like your 101 into what you should probably be eating for the rest of your life, just in case any of you were wondering. And those are so unbelievably similar to exactly what we prioritize in my house. And so I, I was telling Chris before we hit record on this that, you know, when I have a guest come on my show, it's got to be because like I could I could spitball the same thing <laughs> like for probably as long now all those things that you talked about are so important to me. And when I first met my husband, he was from the Midwest and he ate like a standard Midwest diet. And he was like, I cooked for him and he loved everything. And he's like a garbage disposal, right? Like he'll eat whatever. But most of the time he's like, what, what is this actually that's on my plate? And it took him like five years to even know, like, 
what is, what is this orange potato? I'm like, well, that is a sweet potato. You know, it's not sweet potato casserole. So he didn't recognize what it was. And so, and then we had, um, Bailey May and she, we did, she was exclusively breastfed. And then we did baby led weaning with her and the amount of vegetables that child would put down was mind boggling to him. And it's still, it's held true all along. And, you know, there's a lot of people that didn't have this information when they were raising their kids. And so their, their children are in a place where it's very hard for them to prioritize any of the things that you just said. It's fried meat and it's fried vegetables, if even that. And they're the most, most of the things that are on their kids plate are some version of white or brown or tan. And that's basically what they get. And, and, and they call like a, an apple squeeze packet, the fruit for the day. And that's just what is happening for so many families. And that's why these podcasts are so important. I'm sure that's why you have a mission to have your own podcast, right? Because even if your child's not experiencing any health issues, the way that my kids behave and the way that we're able to interact as a family, whenever they have food that is actually helping their body do the growing and learning that it's supposed to do. It allows them to listen better. It allows them to hold their attention longer. It allows them to actually thrive. And it's so important that for all of you that are listening, that are like, I have no idea what any of this is. And my kids will never eat this way. Don't close the door on this because it really truly is so unbelievably easy it's just going to take time. It's not something that you can be like, Oh, here's a salad for my child. I've raised my children with vegetables. And right now my four-year-old wants nothing to do with meat or she will eat the vegetables. We, we prioritize the same things. And I roast most of my cruciferous vegetables. Mm, And so they taste like potato chips to them. They're (laughs) crunchy and they're salty and they've got oil on them. We either use avocado or coconut and they're obsessed with them. If you try and get my daughter to eat broccoli on like a kid's plate at pita jungle or something, she won't touch it with a 10 foot pole, (laughs) but she put down an entire cup of roasted broccoli last night and she'll eat it. And everyone that takes care of her, like grandparents, they take her and they're like, oh, she eats broccoli at your house. She's like, they wouldn't, she won't eat broccoli at my house. That's because I know how to cook it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's this process of knowing how to cook vegetables, how to cook lean, healthy meats. You'd be so surprised how delicious food is when you remove all of the additives that, that are not intended to be in there, the preservatives, the artificial flavors and colors and sugars and all that kind of stuff. Food tastes so good on its own. It's just a matter of really like putting it in front of your children over and over and over and over again. Do you know how many times I put a leaf of spinach on Bailey's plate and she says, no, thank you. It's Mm -hmm. all the time, but she sees me eating it and dad eating it and sister eating it every single day. Like, like we just put spinach, like spinach on the plate and we, we lightly dress it. Sometimes Frankie will have like grape tomatoes next to it, or sometimes she wants a cucumber sliced on it and that's her salad. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's how it starts. Right. So these things can be so overwhelming for people. And that's why I wanted, that's why everyone needs to know about you because the way that you bring your kids into the kitchen and like your food looks so legit, this like pecan walnut crusted 
chicken. What is it that you yeah, just? The, yeah, the pecan crusted chicken. Pe- oh pecan maple crusted chicken. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I'm like, I need all these recipes in my life, and you know, and it's met with balance. That's mm-hmm. what your podcast is about, right? Yeah. So it's not like this whole like complete overhaul. And I think I just was really drawn to the fact that you like to get vegetables in a smoothie because you're a mom that's trying to get kids out the door and run a business from home and your husband runs a business from home. Plus he works some outside the home. Like you're doing all the things too, Mm -hmm. but you're still figuring out how to prioritize the vegetables. And so (laughs) like, it really is that important, you know? And, and even if you don't do the dirty dozen, like, honestly, I, I do get my berries organic. Why? Next time you go to the store, pick up a pack of conventional strawberries and pick up a pack of organic strawberries and smell them you will never want to buy conventional strawberries again, because there's just no smell. Yeah. Organic strawberries, all organic berries. They smell like candy, literal, like smell like candy. Nature's candy. It's amazing. And so that's most of the time what we prioritize is, is berries. Cause my kids will mow down on some fruit. And so, oh yeah. So will mine, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, a, there's fiber there for them too. And I'd rather them eat that than than a fruit strip, right? Because it's taken, it's condensed sugar. It's taken mm-hmm. most of the fiber out and it's little things like that. Go down the rabbit hole, start learning and start making one little teeny tiny swap at a time. And listen yeah. to this podcast, like 12,000 times over again. Like there's little nuggets in there about everything that you just said. Have you've never heard about soil depletion in your life? you, Chris just like dropped that in your world, go start reading about it. And that's what happens to me. My best friend, um, is like an integrative health coach and she works with people that have chronic, chronic health issues, chronic disease. And she gives Mm -hmm. them meal plans for people with very severe chronic disease and they want to manage it with food. And so I've just been learning right alongside her. I had my own chronic health issues for years. And so I changed my diet because of that. And then I just was like, I'm not putting things in my children's mouth. If I don't know what it is, cause mm-hmm. most moms are like that. So finding somebody else out there that has so much passion about this is super important, but on a funner note, since we just got real serious with you guys on how important this is, <laughs> let's talk about what you do as a mom to make it easy to get vegetables into your life. So one, let's talk about the smoothie really quick. I want to hear your smoothie recipe, like your go-to. I see you put it on Instagram. There's like, I think some wild blueberries in there. I think I remember seeing little teeny tiny blueberries, frozen ones. And then what else is in there? Yes. Yeah, you are right. Um, so I have been sharing my, I call it my smoothie formula for literally seven years now. Um, and it hasn't steered me wrong. I drink it almost every single day. If I'm, if it's really cold, cause I live in the Northeast and it does get cold. Uh, usually after I go for a run, I don't really want a smoothie because I'm freezing cold. Um, I'll do eggs, but that's literally the, that's the only other thing I'll eat for breakfast. That's just what I love unless it's like a special occasion. So I love the smoothie. It keeps me full. It keeps me fueled. And I put a, um, a pretty specific balance of ingredients in there, a balance of carbohydrates, of protein, of fat, so that it does keep me full. Mm -hmm. And so that it keeps me satisfied and it keeps me satisfied for like at least at least three hours. Usually it's more like four or five hours, which gets me through my busy morning as a mom. Um, Most of the time I'm splitting my time um, between 
either being a mom. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have my little one in the morning and then my husband and I kind of switch off. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do have the day to myself because my kiddos are in school, but there's still school drop-off and school pickup. Mm -hmm. And I live a busy life. I teach cooking classes, I recipe test. And so I'm going, I don't have a lot of time to stop and eat food. So this smoothie is what keeps me fueled. Um, I follow Dr. Heather Rhodes formula for blood sugar balance with this too. Mm -hmm. If any of you know her, um, she's over on Instagram. She's amazing. We've done collaborations in the past. She's a hormone expert. Um, and so it's basically fiber, fat, and protein, and that's what kind of keeps it balanced. So I always add in, like you said, some frozen berries, usually wild blueberries. That's my go-to. I buy the big bags from Whole Foods. They're higher in minerals. They're higher in antioxidants when they're wild. And so I buy the big bag. I put a good scoop of those in there. I don't measure anything anymore. This is all <laughs> estimates because I've been making it for so long. Yeah. Um, I do some sort of usually almond or oat milk. Um, the Califia Farms coconut almond milk is my favorite in a smoothie. Mm -hmm. It has a little bit of monk fruit sweetener in it. So it's a little bit sweet, but it has a really delicious flavor. It's super creamy. So that's my favorite. Um, if you have an Aldi near you, I get that from Aldi and it's pretty inexpensive. Um, I also get it from BJ's, which is like kind of like a Costco. Um, so it's easy to find. And then I do a huge, a huge, huge handful of spinach. My, my daughters love to help me with this too. If they see me making the smoothie, usually they're eating breakfast while I'm making the smoothie. They will help me and grab like a huge handful of smoothie and kind of shove it down into my Vitamix because you really don't taste it. And then you get a huge amount of greens right away, first thing in the morning. And when I make my girls smoothies, they will also eat mm -hmm. or drink smoothies with spinach in it. Same. My youngest, you kind of have to blend it in at the end. She knows it's in there, but she doesn't like seeing it go in. <laughs> it's one of those things. <laughs> but um, so I always do those berries. So it's some sort of, so I've got the berries and the spinach for some fiber. If I want to make it a smoothie bowl, I will also put in some frozen cauliflower rice, which makes a lot of people go, ew, gross, cauliflower in a smoothie. But it literally just makes it like almost an ice cream consistency. Mm -hmm. It just makes it nice and thick. And I do have a high-speed blender, so that does help as well. Yeah. Uh, but adding that, the cauliflower rice is pretty easy to break up in. Even if you just have like a Nutribullet or something like that, it will still blend it up pretty well. Um, and then I add in some sort of a nut butter for some healthy fats. Um, usually I do almond butter. I love the salted almond butter from Trader Joe's. That's my favorite. Um, or cashew butter. Sometimes I'll do peanut butter as well. And then some sort of a protein powder. You don't have to use a protein powder. You could also use like a Greek yogurt, but I like a protein powder just because it gives me a good amount of protein that helps to keep me full. Um, so the one that I've been using and loving is the KOS plant-based protein, really, really simple ingredients, which I really enjoy. Um, I also love the TB12 plant-based protein. It's actually Tom Brady's protein powder, but it's mm. just pea protein and stevia. I like to I want to be able to pronounce and understand every single one of the ingredients right. on my Same. protein powder because mm -hmm. it is it is a processed form of protein, right? So we want right. to make sure that we know what it's made from. I also love bone broth protein. Um, that's also really high in minerals, really nutrient dense as well. So I like that yeah. as well. So I kind of rotate through my protein powder. So I add in a protein powder um, or a Greek yogurt if I'm out of protein. Hemp seeds are also a really great source of plant-based protein. Um, three tablespoons of hemp seeds has 10 grams of protein. Mm -hmm. So I'll add those in if I have nothing else. And I really want to make a smoothie. And then I usually add in some spices. So my go-to, especially in the fall and the winter is cinnamon. Um, it's warming, it's delicious, and it also helps with blood sugar balance. And that's another thing that helps to keep you full and energized without that kind of mid-morning crash that eating something like a muffin would. Um, mm -hmm. And no hate to muffins. If you want a muffin on occasion, that's great. But uh, on a regular basis, you're probably going to get a crash from that. So that kind of helps too. So that's my, that's my smoothie formula.
I know. I'm like, okay, I'm going to run through in my head when you go through the smoothie formula and see how mine holds up. So <clears throat> I have been having my smoothie. We're going to go through it. I'm going to have, I'm going to put my smoothies to the test, tell you everything that's in it. And, uh, which you guys probably already know, cause I share on Instagram all the time, but here's, here's why I share this on Instagram all the time for the exact same reasons. Everyone, I, I literally don't have caffeine every once in a while. I'll have a black tea, but if I have like, if I have caffeine, it like sends me through the roof, like <laughs> a bad on a, in a bad way, like not in a good way. And my smoothie truly like energizes me every morning. And I, I crave it. I legitimately yeah. crave my smoothie. I would say it's been about seven, six years. Yeah. It's been about six years of me having almost the, the exact same smoothie when like the pumpkin spice thing hits the world and I want to be trendy, like everyone else, I'll switch it up a little bit. I use pumpkin puree instead of a banana. Mm -hmm. And I do that for like three weeks. And I'm like, I need to go back to like my smoothie because <laughs> I love it so much. So, and it's gotten a little bit more earthy with, with additives in it over the years, but here's the, here's the basis of it. So I do some kind of nut milk, right? And I've made cashew milk for so many years because the gums in traditional milks bothered mm -hmm. me for so long. Um, and so I just started making my own and it was really super, super cheap to make cashew milk out of a scoop of cashew butter. Once I learned that I didn't have to soak my own cashews, I was like, oh, you can literally make cashew milk out of water and a little bit of honey or dates and a scoop of, of cashew butter. I it like changed my world. Right. And it takes two minutes, literally takes me two minutes. So I do that. Or sometimes I do oat milk, believe it or not, Costco has a really clean oat milk. Mm -hmm. Um, that does not, I mean, like there's very little stuff in it. I was really surprised. So sometimes I get that. Then I do tons of peanut butter. Cause I just like peanut butter in my smoothies. I've tried, I've tried almond and it just makes it too rich for me. I feel like I'm eating a candy bar. I can't handle it. So I do peanut butter. Um, and, um, a banana, I do a, a whole banana in there and my chocolate bone broth collagen powder, right? It's just chocolate and protein in there. And then tons of spinach. And what is the other thing that I've been doing? Oh, my cacao nibs. I put cacao nibs in there. Cause mm. I like a little bit of crunch of like raw cacao. <clears throat> and then I've also been doing like a couple other additives. I do a mushroom and like greens, like additive. Right. And sometimes, especially I will put my pumpkin pie seasoning in there whenever I'm doing my pumpkin spice one every once in a while, I'll put cinnamon in it, but not as much. So I guess that's the one thing I'm lacking is, is a seasoning in there. But other than that, and then ice, and then I blend. So you I think a I'm, lot of goodness in there. That sounds delicious. I, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I will custom. also put in like a, a superfood powders here and there, like adaptogens, adaptogenic yeah. mushrooms are one of my favorites. I love yeah. lion's made in the morning to help me yeah. focus cordyceps before a run. So I love all that too. So yeah, I, I found those. a really good one. That's not super expensive <clears throat> and it has like barley grass and some other greens in there, plus a bunch of mushrooms mixed in. And the funny thing is, is <laughs> I, we were watching a documentary about mushrooms the other night and Blaine was like mind blown. And I was like, yeah, I have those every day. And he's like, you, what? He's like, you don't eat these every day. I'm like, yes, I do. And I went and I grabbed my like adaptogen package 
And he was like, this is what you've been putting in your smoothie every day. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, just let me make you a smoothie. He's like, I don't want my smoothie to taste earthy. I'm like, well, I can't put that in there. Cause it's really going to make it taste earthy. Yeah. <laughs> but my kids love, they ask for spinach in their smoothies. Like it, if you have a good quality blender, which I invested in a blends tech Vitamix, um, I had a Ninja for a long time, but it is just not the same. If you mm-hmm. get like a, I think it's called like an immersion blender. Is that what they're called? Where the, where the blades are not sharp. It just like literally liquefies your vegetables. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely amazing. And it takes me. So the other day I timed myself, my kids were getting in the car to go to school and I hadn't made my smoothie yet. And I was like, Oh, do I have time? I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I like ransacked and threw my smoothie together. It took me three minutes to make my smoothie yeah, with all so the things. They're all in one spot. I grabbed them out of the pantry. I dumped them all in. I put it all back. I put the blender away, all of it done in three minutes, blender rinsed, lid rinsed, like all of it. It's so easy to get that into my body. And I don't eat. That's what I have. And I don't eat again until sometimes I'll have a snack around 11 and then I'll have a later lunch. Or sometimes I'll just eat lunch at like 1130 or 12, but it's amazing. It's so amazing. I mean, talk about fast food, right? I mean, if, if you were to go to the drive-through and sit in the drive, it would take you twice as long, even just to get up to the front and get whatever you're getting from the drive-through and you're getting all of those nutrients in three minutes. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's what's going to help us as moms have more energy and start our day really well. Just something really, really simple. Grab and go. I love it. That's why it I love seems- this movie. And it's, everyone's like, you have it every day. And I'm like, I literally have it every day. And I know it seems so remedial and everything that I teach inside of the academy, like inside of the Facebook group, it seems so basic, but basic works, you know, yeah. like it's not supposed to be complicated at all. It's just a matter of getting your, your smoothie system set up. Like what is Blaine loves bananas in a smoothie and he wants strawberries. So I make the exact same recipe for him except with strawberries. And it tastes, I cannot even, I don't even know. It tastes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich stuck in a mm. blender because there's strawberries and peanut butter and chocolate. And it's like his favorite. And I'm like, I can't even handle this. So everyone has their own preference. And now he's like, all right, you can put like a little bit of spinach in there, just a little bit. I don't want it to taste super green. I'm like, okay, that's fine. (laughs) So it just goes to show that like my whole family is not like crazy all about this. Bailey was super against the greens for a long time. And then one day she was like, oh, I want to put it in my smoothie when she's sick. And she literally won't eat anything. It's smoothies all day long. And I'm like jam packing everything I can. So just the, if you get nothing out of this podcast, except for learning how to craft a good smoothie, Mm -hmm. use Chris's formula that she has to make sure that it's actually going to help because just throwing a bunch of fruit and milk in there is not going to give you the same long lasting results that, you know, a smoothie with all of the different pieces in it that she talked about will be able to do for you. But that is such a good takeaway because it's been beneficial for me in my life in so many different ways. I used it through pregnancy. It's the only thing that kept me from vomiting all day long is if I had a smoothie first thing in the morning to, to help with my blood sugars, to help with my nausea. So there's so much goodness in there. Okay. Yes. And one last thing that we that I just kind of want to wrap up with. If there's anything else that you feel like is like a big game changer that you would want moms to know about when it comes to eating healthy for themselves or for their family, what would it be? Mm, Oh, I love that. Well, I think that this 
totally ties in to what you teach in the academy. Um, but I think that just doing a little bit of planning ahead mm-hmm. will put us so far ahead of where we could be if we don't do any planning, right? So just a little bit of planning. It does not have to be strict. I talk about being really flexible when it comes to planning your meals. Um, but just having an idea of the type of meals that your family enjoys now. And if you're trying to incorporate more real whole foods, then include a couple new recipes each week and start writing down when your family actually enjoys them. I call these family favorites. These are like realistic week, <laughs> like weeknight family dinners, realistic family favorites are not like the meals that you make twice a year on Christmas and Easter and your right. family loves it, but it takes you two hours. We're talking about those like quick 20, 30 minute meals. You can get on the table on a weeknight. If all you've got now is spaghetti night and taco Tuesday, awesome. Start right. from there and then start including more meals that might, inc- that might have more real whole foods though. We, we like pasta night and we also like taco night. We just try to use some, some better ingredients when we can. Mm-hmm. Um, so start writing those down and have a list that you can go off of and just creating or have some menu cards. Like I know that yes. it's Joe. literally like the exact same concept. I just yeah. put them on menu cards, but you have an incredible resource that you've created all on your own to help moms to be able to plan this. Tell us about it. Yeah. So I actually created a print meal planner. Um, there's actually a PDF version if you want to print it at home as well. Um, as well as a physical meal planner to help moms just do a little bit of planning ahead so that their weeknights are so much faster or their weeknight dinners, really all of your weeknight or your weekday meals. Um, but I think that so many moms just get to the point of feeling really overwhelmed with this idea of serving their family food at all, let alone healthy meals. And they're like, well, I want to eat healthy, but I have a hard enough time getting meals on the table. And it starts with looking at your calendar and, you know, figuring out what nights do you need a little bit of extra support with a, an instant pot meal or a slow cooker meal or something, something super, super easy. That's still got lots of those vegetables in them. Lots of that high quality protein. That's going to nourish your family really well, but comes together really quick. Planning for that will help you to avoid calling for takeout for a third time that week or grabbing another frozen pizza. And that's the pattern that I see so many people get into. And, you know, we have those nights too, where we're like, yeah, it's just not happening. We're going to grab Chipotle. It happens, right? But planning ahead prevents that. It means that that happens once in a blue moon instead of every single week. So it saves money. It saves so much time and it allows more time for you to actually hang out with your family and do the things that you like instead of standing in front of the fridge at five o'clock going, what's for dinner? And then having to run to the store. (laughs) If it's five o'clock and you're standing in the kitchen asking for dinner, it's too late. Like if you don't know what's for dinner and it's five (laughs) o'clock, ship sailed friends. It's time to get in the car. We are going to Chipotle. It's like the yes. answer is let's go to Chipotle. <laughs> it's, it's always the answer. So, <laughs> so that's why, you know, that's one of those big things that I know can feel overwhelming, but I really love to help moms simplify it and make it flexible and not make it seem some, like overwhelming, just like eating more real foods. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's just those small steps. So even just by starting planning a couple meals each week. So that's why I created the meal planner and it's called the healthy mama meal planner. And it really guides you through the eight steps to plan your meals. And I know eight steps seems like a lot, but you're going to, some of those steps you'll only have to do once. And then each week you'll get into a routine of planning your meals and, you know, really figure out over time by being able to save your plans in this planner and go back to them 
you can really figure out what works for your family and shift it season to season. If things need to shift a little bit, if you have different activities that pop up, whatever comes up in your life, you have that resource to be able to actually, it's a journal. So actually physically plan those meals, but also refer back. Also have that list of your family's favorite recipes, be able to map out your grocery budget, do a pantry, fridge, and freezer inventory every quarter. So you actually know what you have on hand so you can save some money by using what you have. So that's a whole book of resources to really just like simplify this process that can be so overwhelming, but can also be really transformational when it comes to our family's health. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, the menu board meal planning system that we use is, is such a quick fix for the, I'm standing in my kitchen. Everyone's asking me what's for dinner and I have no Mm -hmm. idea. And it really was a system that I came up with because I was spending two hours on Pinterest every weekend trying to put my meals together. I was like, Oh, what are we going to have this week? And I was trying to like recreate literal meals off of Pinterest for my family. When I first got married, I'm like, this is such a waste of time. And so that's when I created that system, but I came to it with an understanding of eating paleo already for five years and having an autoimmune disease and healing it with food. And like, there's, there was just so much education in my brain already that I came to that, that menu board meal planning system with that. Maybe a lot of women that are already using that don't have, and don't understand and could really benefit from sitting down and having your journal, right. Is a lot of what it is. It's an action. And it's a beautiful book. You guys, it's so pretty. Like your food photography just makes me want to eat everything that you cook. It's just such a beautiful (laughs) book. I'm like, oh, and it could be a really useful tool for those people that are trying to, to get into that next level of having healthy ingredients into the family. Most of my menu cards right now probably have some form of a Trader Joe's pre-cooked meal on it already. I'm sure. But when we sit down to do that, like my orange chicken is always paired with the biggest cast iron skillet of broccoli, right? Mm -hmm. And we have greens on every single plate, every single week. When I go to the grocery store, I already know that it's Brussels sprouts, green beans, asparagus, broccoli, spinach, a spring mix, like those greens. You should see me when I walk out of Costco. It's like a, it is like the biggest thing of vegetables. And so for me, I'm like, I think about these things innately all the time now. And so for the mom that wants to get to that place, Mm -hmm. that's where your product comes into play to help them sit down and read through all of the amazing information that you've put and poured into this to be able to help them learn and grow so that they can nourish themselves and their family. So where can they find this planner? Where can they find you? Yeah. So, so you can find the planner, um, on my website at healthy mama, Chris, that's Chris with a K.com slash meal planner. Um, so it launches officially at the end of November and, um, you can find me over on Instagram at healthy mama, Chris on Facebook at healthy mama, Chris. I am also the host of the healthy balance mama podcast. Um, so we have guest interviews and then I also do a Friday episodes called healthy mama hacks, where I help you to hack things like meal planning and meal prep and all of the things to just help you live that healthier, happier life without the stress. Yeah. I'm so excited for you guys to connect with Chris. You can catch her information down in the show notes. Um, and you can also catch her over inside of our community too. ask her all the questions. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. 
Okay, see, I told you we're going to learn a ton of information from her. (gasps) Wasn't that so good? I could have like dove into every single one of the topics that she was listening to. And Chris, I know you're probably going to listen to this episode. Thank you for being a diehard Systemize Your Life fan and student and community member. And thank you for the work that you do for continuing to push women closer and closer and closer to exactly who it is that they were created to be and doing that through the way that you teach them on prioritizing the food that they eat. We were so blessed to be able to have Chris on the show and I hope that she continues to bless your life. So please go out and connect with her. Click on the link in the show notes and also feel free to tag her inside of the Facebook group because she'll be hanging around if you have any more questions for her. So as always, it's been so fun hanging out with you and we will both see you over inside of the Facebook group. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.